Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Well, Peyton is a lucky slash unlucky girl. Huh, Pey? She's not lucky at all because her hand is so swollen today from her bee sting that she can't go to school. So, like, okay, she gets to have a little ditch school day today, but she's going to be itchy and be driving herself crazy all day today, huh? Mm -hmm. Poor girl. I'm sorry that happened. Lame. We did our same magic concoction yesterday so hopefully it helps huh mm-hmm. is it helping already yeah um, is it helping already peppermint ice no, pack so it okay peppermint ice pack and benadryl but it helped a lot yeah yeah peppermint essential oil it is amazing especially on bug bites and i guess pea stings cool it also works on nettle stings. Like, if you guys ever touch stinging nettle. Actually, no, what what helped with stinging nettle was the plantain and the RO paste, huh? Mm-hmm. That helps immediately. But you have to do it right away. So it pulls it out. Okay. Anyways, a series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket. The end. Chapter 3. As I'm sure you know there are many words in this mysterious and confusing language that can mean two completely different things. The word bear, for instance, can refer to a rather husky mammal found in the woods. As as the sentence, the bear moved quietly towards the camp counselor, who was too too busy putting on lipstick to notice. But it can also refer to how someone can handle much someone... Wait, much? What? It can also handle to how much someone can handle, as in the loss of my camp counselor was more than I can bear. The word yarn can refer to a strand of wool, as as in the sentence, his sweater was made of yarn, and to a long rambling story as as in the sentence, his yarn, his yarn about he lost his sweater almost, what? His yarn about how he lost his sweater almost put me to sleep. I don't know how that would... I don't... I've never used yarn in a sentence like that. Okay. The word hard can refer to both something that is difficult and something that is firm to the touch unless you come across a sentence slice like the bear bear had a yarn... had hard yarn yarns. Okay. You are unlikely to be confused. But the Baudelaire orphans followed by followed Friday across the coastal shelf towards the island where she lived. They experienced both definitions of the word cordial, which can also which can refer to both a person who is friendly and a drink that is sweet. And the more and the more they had of one, the more they were confused about the other. A cordial is alcohol. Did you know that? Yeah, it's like an herbal alcohol. So I hope that these children are not drinking cordials, alcohol. Mm-mm. That is like a grown-up drink. Okay. 
Perhaps you would care for some coconut cordial, Friday said in a cordial tone of voice, and she reached down to the, into the seashell that hung around her neck. With one slim finger, she plucked out a stopper, and the children could see that the shell she had been fa- fashioned into a sort of a canteen. You must be thirsty from your journey through the storm. We are thirsty, Violet admitted, but it, but isn't fresh water better for your thirst? There's no fresh water on the island, Friday said. There's there's some saltwater falls that we use for washing and saltwater pool that's perfect for swimming, but all we drink is coconut cordial. We drain the milk from the coconuts and then we allow them to ferment. Why don't they just drink the coconut water out of them? Okay. Ferment, Sunny asked. Friday means that the coconut milk sits around for some time and goes under a chemical process, making it sweeter and stronger. Klaus explained, having learned about fermentation in a book about vineyards and his parents and that his parents kept in the Baudelaire library. The sweetness will wash away the taste of the storm, Friday said, and passed the shell to the other children. One by one, they took a sip of the cordial. As Friday had said, the cordial was quite sweet, but there was another taste beyond the sweetness, something odd and strong that made them a bit dizzy. Yeah, it's called alcohol. Violet and Klaus both winced as the cordial slipped thick, slipped thickly down their throats, and Sunny coughed as soon as the first drop reached her tongue. It's a little strong for us, Friday, Violet said, handing the seashell back to Friday. You'll get used to it, Friday said with a smile. When you drink it at, when you drink it at every meal, that's one of the customs here. I see, Klaus said, making a note in his commonplace book. What other customs do you guys have? Not too many, Friday said, looking first at Klaus's notebook and then around her where the Baudelaire's could see the distant figures in the, of the other islanders, all, the, all dressed in white, walking around the coastal shelf and poking around, poking at wreckage they found. Every time there's a storm, we go scavenge and present what we found to the man named Ishmael. Ishmael has been on this island longer than any of us, and he injured his feet some time ago, and he keeps them covered in island clay, which has healing powers. Ismail can't stand. Oh, Ishmael. Ishmael can't stand, but he serves as the island's facilitator. Demark? <clears throat> Sunny asked Klaus. A facilitator is somebody who helps people make decisions, the middle Baudelaire explained. Friday nodded in agreement. Ishmael decides what Dietrich might be useful to us and what the sheep should drag away. Are there sheep on the island, Violet asked. A herd of wild sheep washed up on our shores many, many years ago, Friday said, and they roam free, except when they're needed to drag out our scavenged items to the arboretum, arboretum, okay, on the far side of the island, over the, over that bray over there. (sighs) Bray, Sunny asked. A bray is a steep hill, Klaus said, an an arboretum is a place where trees grow. All the all that grows on the island's arbor, arboretum is one enormous apple tree, Friday said, or at least that's what I've learned. You've never been to the far side of the island, Violet asked. No one goes to the far side of the island, Friday said. Ishmael said it's too dangerous with all the items that the sheep have brought there. Nobody even picks, up, picks the bitter apples from the trees except on decision day. Holiday, Sunny asked. I guess it's something of a holiday, Friday said. Once a year, the tides turn into the part of the ocean and the coastal shelf is completely covered in water. It's the one time a year 
that it's deep enough to sail away from the island. All year long, we build an enormous outrigger, which is type, a type of a canoe. And the day that the tides, and the day the tides turn, we have a feast and a talent show. Then anyone who wishes to leave our colony indicates their decision by taking a bite of the bitter apple and spitting it into the ground before boarding our outrigger and bidding us farewell. <clears throat> Yuck, the youngest Baudelaire said, imagining a crowd of people spitting up apple. Oh, there's nothing yucky about it, Friday said with a frown. It's the colony's most important custom. I'm sure it's wonderful, Violet said, reminding her sister with a stern glance that it is not polite to insult the customs of others. It is, Friday said. Of course, people rarely leave the island. No one has left since before I was born, so each year we simply light the, the outrigger on fire and push it out to sea. Watching, it burn, watching a burning outrigger slowly vanish into the horizon is a beautiful sight. It sounds beautiful, Klaus said, although the middle Baudelaire thought it sounded more creepy than beautiful. But it seems to waste a waste. It seems a waste to build a canoe every year only to burn it. Well, it gives us something to do, Friday said with a shrug. Besides, the outrigger doesn't have much, doesn't, wait, building the out, besides building the outrigger, there's not much to occupy the time on the island. We catch fish and cook meals and do the laundry, but that still leaves most of the day unoccupied. <sighs> cook, Sunny said eagerly. <clears throat> My sister is something of a chef, Klaus said. I'm sure she'd be happy to help with the cooking. Friday smiled and put her hands in her deep pockets of her robe. I'll keep that in mind, she said. Are you sure you don't want another sip of cordial? All three Baudelaire's shook their head. No, thank you, Violet said, but it's kind of you to offer. Ishmael says that everyone should be treated with kindness, Friday said, unless they're unkind themselves. That's why I left that horrible man, Count Olaf, behind. Were you traveling with him? The Baudelaire's looked at one another, unsure of how to answer this question. On one hand, Friday seemed to be very cordial, but like the cordial she off <clears throat> offered, there was something else besides sweetness in her description of the island. <clears throat> the colony's customs sounded very strict, although the siblings were very relieved to be out of Count Olaf's company. There also seemed to be something cruel about abandoning Olaf on the coastal shelf, even though he certainly would have done the same thing to the orphans if he'd had the opportunity. Violet, Klaus, and Sunny were not sure how... Friday could re would react if they admitted to being with the in the villain's company. They did not reply for a moment until the middle Baudelaire remembered an expression he had read in a novel about people who were very very polite. It depends on how you look at it, Klaus said, using his using a phrase here, which sounds like an answer but scarcely means like means anything at all. Friday looked at him, gave him a curious look, but all the children had reached the end of the coastal shelf, and were standing at the edge of the island. It was a sloping beach with sand so white that Friday's robe looked almost invisible. Oh my gosh, that sounds beautiful, huh, Pei? And at the top of the slope was an outrigger, fashioned from wild grasses and the limbs of a tree, which looked nearly as finished as if decision day was arriving. Past the outrigger was an enormous white tent, as long as a school bus. <sighs> But the Baudelaire, the Baudelaire's followed Friday inside the tent and found their surprise that it was filled with sheep who all lay dozing on the ground. The sheep appeared to be tied together with thick frayed rope and towering over the sheep was an old man smiling, smiling at the Baudelaire's through a beard as thick as the wild sheep's woolly coats. 
He sat in an enormous chair that looked as if it were fashioned out of white clay, and two more piles of clay rose up where his feet should have been. He was wearing a robe, like Friday's, and had a similar seashell hanging from his belt, and his voice was, a cor- was as cordial as Friday's as he smiled down at the three siblings. "'What have we here?' he said. "'I found three castaways on the coastal shelf,' Friday said proudly." Welcome, castaways, Ishmael said. Forgive me for remaining seated, but my feet are quite sore today. I'm making some use of our healing clay. It's very nice to meet you. Well, it's nice to meet you, Ishmael, said Violet, who who thought healing clay was of dubious scientific efficacy. A phrase here which means unlikely to heal sore feet. Call me Ish, said Ishmael, leaning down to scratch his head the head of one of the sheep, and what shall I call you? Violet, Klaus, and Sonny Baudelaire, Friday chimed in before the siblings could introduce themselves. Baudelaire, Ishmael said, and raised his eyebrow. He he gazed at the three children in silence as he took a long sip of a cordial from his seashell, and for just one moment, his smile seemed to disappear. But then he gazed down at the siblings and grinned heartily. We haven't had news we haven't had new islanders in quite some time. You're welcome to stay as long as you'd like, unless you're unkind, of course. Thank you, Klaus said, as kindly as he could. Friday has told us a few things about the island. It sounds quite interesting. Well, it depends on how you look at it, Ishmael said. Even if you want to leave, you'll only, you'll only have the opportunity once a year. In the meantime, Friday, why don't you show them to the tent so that they can change their clothes? We should have some new woolen robes that will fit you nicely. We would appreciate that, Violet said. Our concierge uniforms are quite soaked from the storm. I'm sure they are, Ishmael said, twisting a strand of beard in his fingers. Remember, our custom is to wear nothing but white, to match the sand of the islands, the healing clay of the pool, and the wool of the wild sheep. Friday, I'm, sh- I'm surprised that you're choosing to break, with, to break with tradition. Friday blushed, and her hand rose to the sunglasses she was wearing. Well, I found these on the wreckage, she said. The sun was too bright on the island, and I thought that they might come in handy. I won't force you, Ishmael said calmly, but it seems that you might prefer to dress according to custom rather than showing off your new eyewear. You're right, Ishmael, Friday said quietly, and removed her sunglasses with one hand while the other darted into into one of her robe's pockets. That's better, Ishmael said, and smiled at the Baudelaire's. I hope that you'll enjoy living on the island, he said. We're all castaways here from one storm or another, and rather than trying to return to the world, we've built a colony safe from the world's treachery. There is a treacherous person with them, Friday piped up eagerly. His name was Count Olaf, but he was so nasty that I didn't let him come with us. Olaf, Ishmael said, his eyebrow raised again. Is this man a friend of yours? Fat chance, Sonny said. No, he isn't, Violet quickly translated. To tell you the truth, truth, we have been trying to escape from Count Olaf for quite some time. He's a dreadful man, Klaus said. Same boat, Sonny said. Hmm, Ishmael said thoughtfully. Is that the whole story, Baudelaire's? The children looked at one another, of course. The few sentences that they have uttered was not the whole story. But there was much more to the story than the Baudelaire's and Count Olaf to to the of the Baudelaire's and Count Olaf, and if the children had recited all of it to Ishmael, Ishmael would probably have wept until tears melted away the clay to his feet, 
until his feet were bare and had nothing to sit on. The Baudelaire's could have told the island's facilitator all about Count Olaf's schemes, from his vicious murder of Uncle Monty and his betrayal of Madame Lulu at the Caligari Carnival. They could have told him about the disguises from his false peg leg when he was pretending to be Captain Sham and to running shoes and turban when he was calling himself Coach Gingus. This, they could have told Ishmael about Olaf's many comrades from his girlfriend Esme Squalor or two white-faced women who had disappeared in the Mortmain Mountains. And they could have told him Ishmael about all of the unsolved mysteries that still kept the Baudelaire's awake at night. <sighs> from the... From the <laughs> mysteries that kept them well, okay from the disappearance of captain wooderson's from an underwater cavern to the strange taxi driver who approached the children outside of the hotel de Numan, and of course they could have told ishmael about the ghastly day at briny beach when they first heard the news of their parents death but if the baudelaire's told ishmael the whole story they would have had to tell the parts about the Baudelaire's in the unfavorable light a phrase here which means the things that the Baudelaire's had done that were perhaps as treacherous as olaf they would have talked about their own schemes from disguising, oh, I'm sorry, from digging a pit to trap Esme to starting the fire that destroyed the Hotel Denouement. They would have mentioned that their own disguises, from pretending Sunny to be a Chabo, the baby wolf, and Violet and Klaus pretending to be snow scouts, and their own comrades from Justice Strauss, who turned out to be more useful than they had first thought, to Fiona, who had turned out to be more treacherous than they had imagined. If the Baudelaire's had told Ishmael the, Ishmael the whole story, they might have looked like as villainous as Count Olaf. But the Baudelaire's did not want to find themselves back on the coastal shelf with the detritus. What? I don't even, I need to look at that word, how to say it. Okay, so I feel like this author, it's like everything, everything is just like an episode of Friends. And I feel like this author did what Joey did on Friends when he was writing a letter of recommendation for Monica and Chandler. I think it was for Monica and Chandler when they were adopting a baby or something. So here's the word and how to say it. Detritus. Okay, I'm kind of like bummed that we didn't write all of these difficult words down that they explained so that we could have like a whole vocabulary of a series of unfortunate events. But you know what? I'm going to Google it and I'm going to find it because I bet you that would be cool. That would be really actually cool to have. Okay. Go back to detritus on the island. Okay, here we go. Let's find ourselves. Okay, with all the detritus of the storm, they wanted to be safe from the treachery and harm, even if the customs of the island's colony were not exactly to their likings. And so, rather than telling Ishmael the whole story, the Baudelaire's merely nodded and said, yes, the safest thing that they could think of. Well, it depends on how you look at it, Violet said, and her siblings nodded in agreement. Very well, Ishmael said. Run along and find your robes, and once you've changed, please give all of your old things to Friday, and we'll haul them off to the... Oh, here, I'm going to do this word, too. Okay, I'm going to guess aboretum, but let's see. Aboretum. Oh, my gosh. Aboretum. I was totally wrong. Aboretum. Okay, here we go. Um, and give your old things to Friday, and we will haul, we'll haul them off to the aboretum. Everything okay? Uh, um, Everything? Klaus said. Ishmael nodded. That's our custom. Ocolatus, Sunny said, and her siblings quickly explained that she meant something like, what about Klaus's, Klaus's glasses? He can scarcely read without them, Violet said. Ishmael raised his eyebrows again. Well, there's no library here, he said quickly with a nervous glance at Friday, but I suppose your glasses are of some use. Now, hurry along, Baudelaire's, unless you'd like to sip a cordial before you go. 
Um, no, thank you, Klaus said, wondering how many times he and his siblings would be often offered this strange, sweet beverage. My siblings and I tried some and didn't really care much for the taste. We won't force you, Ishmael said again, but your initial opinion on just about anything may change over time. See you soon, Baudelaire's. He gave them a small wave, and the Baudelaire's waved back as Friday led them out of the tent and further uphill, where most of the tents were fluttering in the morning breeze. Choose any tent that you'd like, Friday said. We all switch tents each day, except for Ishmael because of his feet. Isn't that confusing to sleep in different tent, a different place each night, Violet asked? Well, it depends on how you look at it, Friday said, taking a sip from her shell. I've never slept any other way. Have you slept, have you lived here your whole life on the island? Yep, Friday said. My mother and father took an ocean cruise while she was pregnant and ran into a terrible storm. My father was devoured by a manatee. Oh my gosh, manatees don't eat people. And my mother was washed ashore when she was pregnant with me. You'll meet her soon. Now please, hurry up and change. Prompt, Sunny assured her. And Friday took her hand out of her pocket and shook Sunny's. The Baudelaire's walked into the into the nearest tent where a pile of robes lie folded on one of the corners in moments they changed in moments they changed into their new clothes happy to discard their concierge uniforms which were soaked and salty from the night storm when they were finished however they stood and stared for a moment at the pile of damp clothing the baudelaire's felt strange to don the garments of shibboleth okay shibboleth a phrase here which means to wear warm the warm and somewhat unflattering clothing that was custom that was customary to the pe to people that they hardly knew it felt as if the three siblings were casting away everything that had happened to them prior to their arrival on the island their clothing of course of course was not the Baudelaire's whole story as clothing's as clothing is never anyone's whole story except perhaps in the, perhaps in the case of Esme Squalor who was villainous and fashionable clothing revealed just how villainous and fashionable she was but the Baudelaire's could not help but feel that they were abandoning their previous lives in favor of new lives on the island of customs of strange customs I won't throw away this ribbon Violet said winding the slender piece of cloth through the through her fingertips i'm still going to invent things no matter what ishmael says well i'm not throwing away my commonplace book klaus said holding the dark blue notebook i'm still researching things even if there's no library here no throw this sunny said and she held up a small metal implement to her sibling so that she could see one one end was small simple handle perfect for sunny's petite hand and the other end was branched into several sturdy wires that were meshed together like a small shrubbery what is that? Violet asked. Whisk, Sunny said, and she was exactly right. A whisk is a kitchen tool used, it used to mix ingredients together rapidly, and the youngest Baudelaire was happy to have such a useful item in her possession. Yes, Klaus said. I remember our father used to use, use it to prepare scrambled eggs, but where did it come from? Gal Friday, Sunny said. She knows Sunny can cook, Violet, Violet said, but she must have thought Ishmael would have made her throw that whisk away. Well, I guess she's not eager to follow all the colony's customs, Klaus said. Guess so, Sunny agreed, and put the whisk in one of her robes deep as pockets. Klaus did the same thing with his commonplace book, and Violet did the same thing with her ribbon. The three of them stood together for a moment, sharing their pocketed secrets. It felt strange to be keeping secrets from people who had taken them in so kindly, just as it felt strange not to tell Ishmael about their whole story. 
The Secrets of the Ribbons of the com- Commonplace The Secrets of the Ribbon, the Commonplace Book, and the Whisk felt submerged submerged. A word here that means hidden that usually applies to things underwater, such as a submarine submerged in the sea, or a boat's figurehead submerged in the coastal shelf. And with each step the Baudelaire took out of the tent, they felt their submerged secrets bumping up against them from within the pockets of their robes. The word ferment, like the words bear and yarn and hard, can also mean two completely different things. One meaning is a chemical process that which the juice of a certain fruit becomes sweeter and stronger and also turns into alcohol. They forgot that part. As Klaus explained to his siblings on the coastal shelf. But the other means, meaning of ferment, refers to something building inside someone, like a secret that may be useful, a secret that may be, wait, a secret that may eventually be found out for a scheme that is that someone has been planning to build for quite some time. As the three Baudelaire's exited the tent and handed the, the detritus of their previous lives to Friday, they felt their own secrets fermenting inside of them and wondered what their secret schemes lie undiscovered. What other secret schemes lie undiscovered? The Baudelaire orphans followed Friday back down the sloping beach and wondered what else was fermenting on this strange island that was their new home. Okay, I hope these guys aren't bad guys. It's like so weird interesting very very interesting